If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, beautiful self-love clubbers, and welcome to the Self-Love Club, the podcast chatting about stuff that matters. I'm your host, podcaster Belle Crawford. Thank you so much for joining me. On the show, it's a chit-chat episode. You may notice the latest structure we've been running a while now is we do a guest episode. Now, in between those, there's a chit-chat episode, a catch-up, a topic, maybe the self-love diaries. My friend Anna may join us. And on the show, we are chatting about friendships and maintaining them as adults and how a friendship breakup can sometimes feel worse than a romantic breakup. We've got some recommendations for you as well, what I've been watching and listening to. And we're joined by my friend Anna Scarborough-Rawson, who is the co-host of our podcast Gloss, which is our home of pop culture. Let's get into it. Hello, Anna. How are you? Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, how's, um, how's the coffee going down? Oh, coffee is so good. I don't actually buy coffee, like cafe coffee, very much anymore. I drink a lot of um, espresso. Yeah, same. Um, but it just doesn't cut it. Oh, random thing I've realised since being on Ritalin, I don't need cafe coffees as much anymore. I used to find my Nespresso ones at home just were too weak. And now mm. that I'm taking Ritalin, they seem to be fine. Whereas before that, I'd need to give me that pep. It was probably the dopamine I was looking for. Yeah, I would have to get a cafe coffee because it was stronger. Now they're mostly just enough. Yeah, I find that I'm a lot more um, more sensitive to it. I notice some days if I have two, oh, even wow. like home shit Nespresso ones, I feel uh, quite like jittery. Yeah, there's nothing quite like caffeine-induced uh, anxiety. It's awful. <laughs> no, you just feel like you need to go lie in a white room with nothing. <laughs> yeah. How have you been? How's your week been? Um, It's been good. I've totally lost track of what day it is what month it is did you hear a story about a disco or something oh. <laughs> kindy dance yeah it's like a couple of weeks ago he had his first kindy disco and it was quite cute Freddie is a very sensitive soft empathetic boy like he will come up and just say I love you mum you're a beautiful handsome princess and like list off all the reasons why he loves you and he's just he's a very kind little boy and that's the common feedback we get from him from other people is he's just very kind but on the flip side of that he's gets really upset if people don't want to play with him like he just runs up to anyone he's like hi I'm Freddie can I be your best friend and kids are really mean and he will quite often c- come home and say oh someone was mean to me but we were at this disco and my husband was with him and he saw him run up to the, these two little boys and say ask if he could play with them and one of the boys said, no, and like named other kids, said, so-and-so hates you. He <gasps> thinks you're a tumour. What? Yeah. That's an awful thing to say. And Tom came back and I was talking to one of the teachers and he said, oh, I just heard 
this and the teacher said that oh we'll talk to them we'll encourage Freddie to make lots of friends but like what four-year-old you're not you're hearing that from your parents and you know to know you wouldn't even know what a tumor is oh poor Freddie but it's it's one thing like hearing your kids say someone was mean but seeing it yeah and it's so hard not to like to stop yourself from running up and just being like wagging your finger and I think there's nothing wrong with a parent. Obviously, if it's kind and, like, done well. Like, I got bullied a lot at school, and I remember mum, I actually really am grateful that my parents stepped in when things would happen because, you know, girls especially could be super mean. I had some girls do some awful things. One time, there was some girls who spat in a muffin at, like, home ec and and gave it to me to eat. Just awful things like that. And I was always really grateful that mum would step in. And one time, she actually... I was beside myself. There was this one girl in particular who was meant to be my friend, but then she started bullying me. I was just so upset after school, like, beside myself. Mum actually drove me around to her house, and her her mum was there, and the girl saw that we were coming, and she was like, no, 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 and the mum was, like, mortified, and mum just had a chat with her, and was like, this needs to stop, and it did stop, but, yeah, she even drove around to her house to have a chat about it. Wow. See, I... I I'd I applaud love parents some, to step in. I'd love some of our advice from, from just anyone that's like qualified, not just, you know, that's like that's good advice that your mum did. That doesn't sound like she was emotionally doing it. I think when they're older, definitely, but when they're this age, oh, yeah. it's so difficult. And also mums, I, I often, as a general rule, I don't really find, haven't found like a click of mums straight away that I get along with that well, like. Mums can be really awful too. Like that's very competitive mumming. Really? Yeah, mumming's very competitive. You see it on the movies, like there's the PTA mum, the career mum who often feels sort of left out and made to feel like shame because she's not always available because she's busy working and that's fine. Yeah, like this was a parent organised disco and we didn't realise we turned up, most of the parents there were in costume and there was Tom and I and we were like, whoa, like we are not those parents. Like, you know, we I don't know if you want to be those parents. <laughs> we were like, oh, we'll get there half an hour, 45 minutes after it starts so we don't have to stay the whole time. And then we'll, <laughs> like, do you have any recommendations? Yeah, some recommendations for you this week. This is such an easy movie to watch. I don't know if it would be appropriate for little children, but you may have seen that Hocus Pocus 2 came out on Disney+. Oh. You will love it. It's got the original cast, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and some familiar faces from other shows, you might know Hannah Waddingham, who plays the mother witch. She's quite a well-known British actress that was in Ted Lasso. She was um, in that show. Oh. And also some other familiar faces you'll recognize from the Gossip Girl reboot as well like that. Yeah, definitely look it up. Add it to your watch list. We watched it on Sunday afternoon. Perfect weekend movie. I actually think I want to watch it again because really? I feel like I always get a little bit distracted during movies. Is it a bit scary? Because Freddie wanted, I took him to his first movie, rating. to the Minion movie, and that is, you know, pretty G, and he got a bit scared and wanted to walk out. He probably would find it a bit scary. It's I wouldn't think it's super scary, but I don't know if it would be appropriate for a four-year-old. It's not, like, super violent or anything. There's just, you know how witches, it can be a little yeah. bit dark? They don't do anything really mean. I think they're a lot tamer than they used to be. If you remember, like, the witches... Oh, in the first scene, like so a child scary. dies, yeah. and I remember being terrified it's of that nothing movie. Nothing on that. Nothing on Roldell movies. Are, stories are dark. They are though, dark, yeah. aren't they? I wonder what happened in his childhood. Yeah. <laughs> also, I've started listening to uh, Melanie C's 
biography. It's called Who I Am. Um, and yeah, it's pretty good. It's been all over my social feed. And obviously I've interviewed her on the Self Love Club. I've actually been looking for the audio to re-release it for her release of her book as well. But you can always scroll back and find it. Um, a lot of the stuff, not going to lie, she talked to me in the interview about. So. Yeah, so you haven't really learned anything new. Oh, I have learned more things. I mean, there's always more stories to be told, but... You know, she hadn't really spoken in depth about a lot of things, especially her darkest moments until this book. But actually, in our conversation, I was very grateful that she did sort of share those lows with me and how dark things really got for her. Um, and I also spotted one that you might like. I don't want to load us up on recommendations, but... It's right. I don't feel like I've got any at the moment. That's my, okay. I go three weeks like my that. My brain is empty. Uh, Anna Wintour, there's a new biography and it's sort of written about by like friends and family and other people. So it could be a bit biased, but mm. I thought you might enjoy that. That's on my... What's it called? It's just called Anna, the biography by Amy O'Dell. Oh, is it a book about me? Yeah. So you can listen to that, read it, um, and I'll just, uh, I'll save the rest of my recommendations, books and audiobooks that I've noticed for another time. Yeah, I'm really like up to date with everything, which is quite annoying. I have my things that I listen to weekly that come out, a lot of crime things. I did actually get a friend message saying that she really enjoyed a recommendation, which is if you're into crime things, it's American, it's called Going West. I would recommend that. They do weekly ones. It's just really well put together. Also, I thought we'd do a quick little chat about how life is pretty wild in your 30s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The things we've been excited about recently. I know you do some of these as well. We've already chatted about it. But recently, I have been on organizing TikTok, which I know you're a fan of as well. Yep. I've seen your cleaning bottles. I need to get onto those next, the glass yeah. cleaning bottles. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of like organizing at home in our pantry, all the containers, the labels. Oh, they look so good. Um, and I've even been, you know, planting a spring garden. So, you know, life's pretty wild in your 30s, everybody. Yeah, no, it's you kind of swap the going out for um, trips to Mitre 10. <laughs> yeah. They're organising, cleaning <gasps> products. Love it. After moving into a new place, we just wanted, I, well, we, <laughs> who am I kidding? I, I just wanted. Care. I just wanted everything really nice. <laughs> so, I've, yeah, I've done some in our bathroom already, but you can get little baskets and put things in and just. Do you like on Netflix, I follow them more on Instagram, the home edit. Is that the one that has some celebrities on it, like yeah. Reese Witherspoon and the, everything? They're the ones that you would probably like because I've they do the, in, a little in bit the rainbow. Yeah. And Khloe Kardashian's um. Oh, the garage. Oh, they did oh. her garage too. But anyway, no, I totally know what you mean. Do you find, though, that I'll go through really good phases and then it kind of needs a bit of refining? Oh. So my fridge is quite well. You know you're an adult when? What's up with your fridge? Clear containers. And it is so the kids each had, like, their stuff in it and all their snacks are at one level so they can just, like, pull out the apples and things like that. I've got a Lazy Susan at the top for, like, condiments. Don't even get me started on new light. We own appliances. We got a new fridge and washing machine. To be fair, I think a lot of people in their twenties appreciate this stuff as well. I've been planting gardens since I was in my twenties. Nothing wrong with it. Going to Bunnings or Minor Ten, having a bit of fun, you know. Life is terribly exciting. Yeah, we've got a lot to report back. Going to discuss adult friendships today, which is something I hope we all have a few friends. You don't need a lot of friends. You just need some good quality. I think friendships as an adult is something that can be tricky, especially when maybe you want to meet new people. People generally already have their friendship groups, they have their lives. So maybe we could chat about making friends, but also maintaining friendships and how to cope when friendships unfortunately end. Because I don't know about you, but friendship 
breakups can actually be harder than actual breakups. Someone you've, you know, spent a lot of time with, spoken to a lot, shared everything with, and then all of a sudden friendship's over and it's really hard. Yeah. Have you had that before? Friendship breakups? Yeah, maybe not so much like friendship breakups, like anything dramatic's happened. I've definitely had, probably since becoming a mum, especially where I've just distanced myself and made it conscious effort to stay away from certain type of people mm. just becoming a lot more aware of who I spend my time with one of my things that's bugging me at the most I'm trying to work on my friendships are not well looked after mm. I don't know I think it's got a lot to do with me but I know a lot of other people feel the same way <laughs> I can't be bothered a lot of the time not that I can't be bothered I want to see them I'm terrible at replying I either reply to you straight away or like seven to ten working days maybe I feel like my husband is a lot better at maintaining his friendships his core group of friends are the same friends he's got since kindergarten primary school but then he's also got a bit more freedom like I know that he'll quite often stop on the way home from work and have a drink with someone or he's got a bit more ability to meet up with people at different stages of life too like I had kids when not a lot of my friends had kids so we kind of drift away I just, I'm all about the low maintenance friendships mm. at the moment. I don't know. What about you? It's just hard to fit everything in. As you get older as well and your responsibilities grow like you with a family or work or whatever it is, it is really hard to maintain all areas of your life at the same time. And I think when you're younger, what happens is when you're younger, you're going out basically every weekend with your friends. Your social life is such a priority to your life. I think you've got a lot more energy as well. Um, so while you're going out you're seeing everyone it's quite an important focus of yours and then as you get older you stop going out as much you have other priorities I definitely noticed a shift from friendships in your 20s to late 20s into 30s it's it's different and it's okay to not feel like your friendships are thriving I, I understand because I feel like at times I've sacrificed a lot of time social time through choosing my career or whatever and because I've had to work weekends or you know have a lot on that I haven't been able to always make a lot of social things so that's just a sacrifice I've had to make but at the same time friendships are important to me be easy on yourself because you are raising humans and people who are your real friends will understand as long as it's a bit of a two-way street I think I think for some people um when they feel like they're the one making the effort and you're not that's when it can become a bit tricky I don't know just be honest I think real friends or good friends understand especially if you're raising young children and they are as well don't be so hard on yourself Mm. but think about the friendships you said you've already started thinking about the friends that you know make you feel good or the ones that you want to be aligned with just focus on a small few it's so hard to have everything humming at the same time some weekends I'm too exhausted to be social or I feel like I just need to fill my cup but then I've also been making an effort to see my friends a bit more as well because sometimes I feel like I've been a bit of a shit friend because I'm so focused on what I'm doing. Yeah, there are some people that you hang out with and you feel energised when you're with them and then there are some people that you leave and you feel drained. So like trying to recognise the people that make you feel better than you left. It's okay to be picky about who you want to spend your time with. But then also I haven't really seen anyone for a long time and like, when I see someone, they're like, oh, I haven't seen you for ages. Like, I haven't seen anyone for a long time. Don't like, don't be offended. So yeah, that's definitely something I'm trying to work on. But even just trying to stay in contact with people. So 
I don't know. I'm sure there's other people going through similar things. I find um, messaging everybody quite hard. Mm. I think you do as well. Um, so I only have my main friends that I'll text. Not that I'm ignoring anybody. That's another thing I actually had to ask my friends is to request that we text and not message on like Instagram and things because a lot of my work's on there. I might not see it or I will see it and then I do something else. But if you text me, I'll always text you back because I can. that's just like reserved for my, my friends and my family and everything like that. I wonder if it's a bit of an ADHD thing that stresses my husband out. I have got so many unread notifications. Oh, how do you do that? I think we've got like 2,000 unread emails. Oh, no, no, no. Just turn turn the notifications off so that they – um turn the little red thing off so that you don't see that. That would stress me out. It is actually a part of ADHD. We find it overwhelming and hard, and you look at that and go, oh, way too hard. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess it's just getting real about what your priorities are and knowing that friendships can take work. And they shouldn't be hard, but you have to put the effort in. So if there's someone you really want to see – you have to make an effort to maintain and message them back. and But I think as you get older, I think most of us get it, you know? Mm. It's like we're all kind of do our own lives, fit everything in, you know, make sure that you're exercising, eating well, getting enough sleep, you know, doing what you got to do, all the other responsibilities, then to fit in social gatherings. Some people looking at, like, social media, I feel exhausted. Some people, like, yeah. I don't get how they do it all. Yeah, I've got a friend who has got so many social groups last time I saw her even she said she was feeling overwhelmed just by how many like friends they have Mm. I think some people though that social life is their priority Mm. my sister's super social she's a little bit younger as well but that is a real priority to her yeah so is her job and everything but having friends and being social but as I've gotten older and I think I've always been a little bit like this I do like I do need a lot of time to recharge on my own so yeah. I do like seeing my friends, but after being with people, I often need like, I think I'm an extroverted introvert. I need that time to recharge because people yeah. can make you feel good and you feel like um, good being around them. But sometimes you can feel uh, maybe that's not a good thing. Maybe you can feel a little bit drained or just your social battery needs recharging. And that's okay yeah. as well. I did a quiz recently and I came back as a like a combined or a introverted extrovert. But I've definitely found in the last few years that I find I get quite drained quite quickly and I leave things earlier than my husband. He's really social and that's great. But I'm just always in the back of my head like if I leave now, I could get this much sleep. And it's just <laughs> at the end of the day, I know that the kids are still going to wake up at the same time. So that's always probably like stopping me from letting loose a lot of the time. But I'll make my comeback. <laughs> I will mama will make her come back. Freddie and I will go on a con ticky together, I'm sure. <laughs> maybe like, oh, maybe like, That'll be so, so embarrassing. Oh, it'll be so funny. <laughs> oh my god, can like, you imagine? Mom, why do you have to come oh, there is an age limit unfortunately. <laughs> I know. I believe it's early thirties. Thirty five, I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> they are fun though. I can recommend doing tour trips. They're really good. Still to come, we continue our conversation about friendships as an adult, our own experiences, friendship breakups, and how to be a better friend. We'll be back after a quick break. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Have you ever found, because I think this is something people can struggle with as well, there's someone that's always been in your life, maybe you grew up together, you've been to school together, and then as you get older, maybe you're just not aligning as much with them anymore and like you feel like you need to be their friend even though you don't really enjoy being their friend anymore because we grow and just like you see in relationships you're not always going to grow at the same pace as your partner you know you look back on your relationships in your teens early 20s right I am so glad I'm not in those relationships anymore because the growth that you go through Mm. is tremendous like the amount I've grown uh, emotionally, all the growth that I've been through since that age to now, if you can grow with someone, great. But I don't think that's realistic to put that expectation on yourself. And so we, I, I think we're a bit more mindful in romantic relationships about that. But perhaps with friendships, we don't think that that's such a thing because you are going to grow. So as you grow, you might unfortunately outgrow relationships and that's quite normal. Yeah, well, actually, when you're, saying that what comes to mind is one of my best friends we went to high school together and we were really really tight all through high school and then after school sort of early 20s we didn't really have a falling out we just kind of grew apart and it was probably over she really didn't like my boyfriend at the time he was a douche she was right not to like him but she didn't want to hang out with him when I was with him and it was a bit awkward And then I broke up with him and she was dating a guy that was friends with him and all of a sudden they're hanging out together, they're like best friends and I was just pissed off. It's like, why couldn't you make the effort when we were together? So I just distanced myself. We didn't really talk for a few years and that was kind of sad. But we ended up just randomly coming back together a couple of years later and the couple of years apart were so good. We both matured and... She had met her now fiancé and was in a really solid relationship. She has been the most solid, consistent friendship. She's been the one friend that will always show up and she's recently just had her first baby. So that little time apart, I think, was what we needed to come back to where we are now and Mm. I don't think that will ever happen again. Like, I think she will... Yeah. It will be like that forever. Maybe we just need some time to grow up. Yeah. And it is cool to hear that it came back together because... I think sometimes people think that they need to keep a friendship going because it's something they've had since kindergarten, you know, like yeah. they've been friends since they were toddlers and they went to school together and they went through all the stages. And also you see that through movies and TV shows and it makes you feel like that's the norm, but it's it doesn't have to be. You don't have to hang on to friendships. They can still be your friends. Yeah. You don't have to completely cut them off, but they don't have to be your best friend. And I think as you get older – You look at the quality, like I can count probably my closest friends on one hand and that's okay by me because I can handle that. Yeah, you've got to be realistic with yourself as well. You need to think of what you can actually maintain and some people can maintain more. You know, some of your friends, I know they like to go out, even with children, they're out for dinners and things all the time. 
that may not be you and that's okay as well. Like I wouldn't want to do that every weekend. I'm a bit of a homebody, but yeah. you know, this way's the weekend just gone. We had my friend and my sister over for dinner and drinks. You know, you can entertain at home, coffee groups, going for a walk's a really good one. One of my best friends, Ellie, who's very supportive of us doing stuff together as well. She loves listening. So hello, Ellie, if you're listening. Hello, Ellie. We love going for a walk together. She's got a little dog and we go walking, get coffee, and that's generally our catch up. So it's something you can do together. Just put the effort in. I would love to see her weekly, but that's not always going to be realistic. You know what I mean? So there's some statistics out there. I should really look it up of how many friends you can actually have and maintain. I don't think it's actually that many. many. And with social media these days, I feel like we are seeing so many people's lives. We feel like we have all these friends, I'm saying, in brackets. I would actually recommend... This is something I've done, and it's no shade on anybody. Have a really good look at who you're following on social media. And not only that, how much of their content you're seeing, because it's exhausting how many people's lives we know about, and we're mm. seeing what they ate, what where they're gone. So even if it's just muting some people's stories, so you're limiting how much you're seeing on social media of other people's lives, because I feel like that can drain you, and you haven't even seen people, you know? Yeah. That yeah. could be a good tip. That's something I've done, and it's no hard feelings it's just that my brain can't take knowing about you know 400 people's lives and the ins and outs and what they're doing every day it's it's too much so you can limit that yourself that's totally fair mm. um and there was a few months ago there's this app I totally had this idea a few years ago and then someone did it which is really good peanut it's kind of like tinder for mums <laughs> and I was like okay I need to find some mum friends I'll do that downloaded it and I just can't be bothered. Like, it's another thing that I just, someone might message me, I'll message them back once. It reminds me of how I was, like, when I had the dating app. Oh, so yeah. that's just exactly I what was I was. Like I'm terrible. It's, I don't know how I found someone to marry me. Because, like, people would joke, I, once I cut you, I cut you. I will ignore you so hard, you will start to doubt your own existence. Like, <laughs> that is just my thing. I'm still blocked from, by multiple people. Exes, I don't know why. Well, I reckon when someone blocks you, it's because you've affected them and you've gotten under their skin. It shows that they care. If they didn't care, they wouldn't block you. So it's kind of a compliment, really, when you get blocked. Think of it that way. I used to get a little bit upset if someone had blocked me, like, you know, some boy that I may have been messaging or whatever, and then everything was fine. And then I got a bit, I remember one time getting really drunk, drunk dialing and messaging this guy a million times. Someone should have taken it. There needs to be at a phone feature that you can deactivate it when you've had too many drinks you know yeah and then he blocked me from sending him messages and I was distraught (gasps) I actually I stopped drinking for a while after that because I was so hard on myself realizing now that that was silly like it's not that big a deal I thought I did the worst thing ever if they block you it's because they care oh I always just thought it was because I was so good at ignoring them they all blocked me but it's because they care. <laughs> yeah, if, if someone didn't care, they wouldn't block you. They might just delete you, but blocking is another level. But hey, big fan of the block button if it helps your mental health, helps yeah. you move on. Have you ever found, like obviously being a mum now, was that hard when some friendships just fizzled out because of those changes in your life? Have you ever had friendships? You've obviously had that one with a friend where things did work out in the mm. long run. But have you ever had friendships where you sort of felt a bit sad or disappointed that it didn't continue? Or have you struggled with any of those? I don't know if I felt sad, or but I think there's sometimes where you you see someone for their true colours. It's funny because my brother never liked a friend and I was always quite like defensive. And then I started to 
see what he like what he was thinking and then once you see it you can't unsee it I don't like conflict so then I call it the Puerto Rican fade and you know like when you're at a party and you don't want to like say goodbye to everyone so you just like fade away and then it's so like subtle that people don't feel it they're just all of a sudden like oh where'd Anna go it could be interesting as well and hurtful when the people you think who are your friends, you'd think they'd support you in certain situations and they're not supportive, they're not there for you. That can actually really hurt. I've had that experience before. I know of people that I've interviewed as well who have talked about you know, something they started. The girls from Keep It Cleaner, Laura Henshaw, you can listen to her chat, she talked about how you know when she started doing her food blogging and things like that, a lot of friends would un you know like I've had that when I started the self love club and other things like that. People unfollow you, people don't support you, and that can hurt because you think it's personal, but it's just jealousy. You it's know. really weird. Like I don't, I don't get that. Even if you don't really like what they're doing, if it's a good friend, mm. you like that. But you, know, you like that. You support that. You yeah. do what you can. You share it. You could be selling a product that I would never have any interest in, but I'm still gonna like mm. support you from it if it's a you know for if it's a good friend. So yeah. I just don't really. It's like obviously not a really true friendship. No, and that's it. It can hurt, but then at the same time, you realize they weren't really your best friends anyway. You probably don't really value their opinion so much. So why do you, it's something I've had to work on as, as a people pleaser who wants people to like them. You need to let go of that because you can't control that and it's not up to you. We don't like everybody. They might not like you and that's okay. You don't have to appease and appeal to everybody. I think sometimes I have tried to appeal to everybody and you end up, there's still going to be people that don't like what you do or whatever. So you can't win. So you might as well show up authentically. And if you're a kind, good person, it's fine. You need to not care about that. But yeah, I definitely noticed that when I started the self-love club, podcasting, different things online. Oh yeah, people unfollow you. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. And I've had friends as well who've started small businesses and, and things like that. Same deal. People are just jealous and they don't like to see people putting themselves out there and trying something um, because it is a bit of a... It's a bit brave putting yourself out there and doing something, trying something, starting a business. It's scary. I think a lot of people are fearful and don't take those steps. And so maybe seeing other people do that is too triggering for them because anyway, I'm going on a tangent, but I know what you mean. It can hurt and you can think that they were your friends, but the people who support you will be there for you. And you know, you've been one of those friends for me and I really focus on focus on the friendships and people who are there for you. And notice who shows up for you and is cheering for you and is supporting you. Those are the friendships to focus mm. on. Not the people who are actually a bit jealous of you and kind of maybe like hate like you like a little bit. I know exactly what you mean because I think one of my friendships that I Puerto Rican faded out of, it was hate love but very competitive. And Frenemies. I, yeah, and I almost noticed it. Like I, I noticed how weird the dynamic with her sibling was like it was very competitive and I just started to feel like it's almost keep your you know they say like keep your friends close your enemies closer the other thing is friends that are really they've done something so you must do this you will find out like when you have a kid people just tell you what to do but this person had had a kid a a year before and all respect for whatever worked for you but Freddie had some health issues and was just an absolute nightmare 
and had, she'd asked how it was going and I said, oh, like not that great. We were in Starship and what's happening. Basically, just like try this. It's the only thing that works. Like, But your choice if you want to give your child drugs and then just shaming. Or, I can't be bothered explaining myself to like a friend. You should be, oh, that really sucks. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Yeah. You could say once, like, have you tried this? It really worked well for me. In any relationship, there shouldn't be conditions. It's like that unconditional love, right, mm. that we want to give to our family, to our partner, to our friends. And I think one thing you learn as you get older, do you feel like your opinions have softened or changed as you've gotten older? Perhaps it's life experience. You know, when you're younger, you might think, oh, once a cheater, always a cheater, you know, like, or have very strong views about, you know, if you get cheated on, you have to end things. But I feel like as you get older, I know for me, I've definitely softened. I don't get as worked up. And also I am a lot more open-minded about situations and sort of see them for what they are rather than black and white. Yeah, I think I am. I've always been pretty open-minded. I feel like I'm maybe more open-minded. I personally have tried to work it out in the past when people have cheated. Never worked. But Mm. I mean with mortgages and kids and the more things that are involved, I can see why people do try to work it out. I just don't really have any judgment, really. Mm. I just don't really care. I don't have to like what you're doing, but I'm not going to not be your friend. Unless it's something, I guess my only thing that I don't like and that I might affect my friendship with someone is if it's like morally mm. wrong or if it puts me in an awkward position. Like, you know, if, you, if I know that you are cheating on your partner and you're blatantly doing it or like using me as an excuse or putting me in an awkward yeah. position. That's not a good friendship. No, I think and it's just moral, morally corrupt things really, really grind my gears. Yeah, what I wanted to get to with that is that you may not love everything your friends do, you may not agree with it, but you can't be conditional on them. You know, I remember when I was younger, there was a friend of mine who had an awful boyfriend and I wasn't conditional with her, but I spoke up about it. He came to have a holiday with us and with her and I just noticed a few things that he wasn't treating her very nicely and it was almost like manipulative, abusive sort of stuff. And so I did say something to her about it and our friendship kind of faded a little bit then. But then years later, she actually wanted to catch up with me again. She lives in a different city. So we caught up, had lunch and she said, you're right, I should have listened to you. And I said, oh, Keep in mind, I think I was like 24 at the time, 23, 24. I was like, "Mm, my approach wasn't the best. I probably should have just kept out of it, but I don't like seeing someone treat my friend badly, so I raised it. What I'm saying is you may not agree or like someone's boyfriend, which makes things awkward, but I don't think, as I've gotten older, you need to, unless someone's at real harm, you don't need to say anything about it. And that's, and I remember saying that to her. I was like, yeah, I probably wouldn't have said anything. That's their life, and the more you speak up about something you don't like about someone's life the more they're gonna distance and probably it makes it awkward so yeah I know what you mean one of my oldest and best friends since primary school she's not with him anymore but she's been she was in a not a very good relationship for a long time and there's a child involved and it got to the point where I think she couldn't feel didn't feel like she could speak to a lot of people about it because it was so back and forth and I despise this guy like but I would never want one of my friends to feel like they couldn't come and talk to me about it. So I think sometimes you've got to reserve your judgment and just be there for them because at the end of the day, they're already feeling probably really embarrassed and bad enough. So to be able to speak freely and openly about it, that's what friendship's like. No judgment. What are some things you wish were a bit better with your friendships? 
I guess on me, just consistency, communication, like having a longer social battery, not feeling like I want to go home so early. But that's okay as well. Like, you know, maybe you need small doses of people and that's, you don't need to change that about yourself. You know, the, the thing with communicating, messaging people, that can be, you know, changed and altered as you can. Maybe it's setting that expectation on yourself that, hey, I'll check in with this person. I think that's a good thing about good friendships is you kind of understand that you can pick up where you left off. You're not necessarily going to see each other every week like we did back in our early 20s when we were partying together. We've got more of a life now. We also get tired. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, just being realistic on yourself of, hey, I'm going to check in with this person. I'm going to arrange to have these catch-ups. But maybe it is that you can only really manage a couple of friendships, and that's okay. I don't think you should feel bad about not having a huge social battery. Yeah. No, you're right. What would you change? I've been making a consistent effort this year to actually catch up with my friends a lot more. I think I used to sort of sacrifice social time for work and things, but as you get older, you realise that what's important is the people in your life and the time outside of work. So I've been making, not only with friendships, I've been making an effort to have a life outside of my work and sign off at a time and that's that and have more balance. So I think with that has come making sure that I check in with my friends and we do something however often and but also feeling okay that I can probably only maintain a few close friendships because I'd rather that and do them well than have too many and feel like and also the people that you're really good friends with you don't want to feel judged you know Mm -hmm. so you want to feel like they support you and I feel like with my close friendships including you I don't feel like I'm being judged, people understand me, they support me, and that's a beautiful thing. Oh, yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Do you think you've sort of isolated yourself from your friends a little bit? A hundred percent, yeah, but it's been a combination of things. Like, it's been a perfect storm of mental health reasons, newborns, toddlers. You don't notice it happening. It doesn't happen all of a sudden. It happens slowly over time. And it's your own fault when... I think people do try to reach out in the beginning and then eventually people will stop working their way back. Yeah, I can relate. I think I've done that at times a bit. And I think a lot of people have. And especially the last few years we've all been through. You're not alone in that. And, you know, sometimes when you're not mentally your best, it's hard enough to get up and handle your own self, let alone... And how have you found making new friends as a mum? Has that been quite hard? Because you're saying that the mums, you know, can be a little tricky. Yeah, I feel like I'm made a couple recently or like quite new ones it's just finding the right kind of click I guess I don't know at this stage my kids are still really young so they can't just go off for a play date by themselves so you've got to stay so you want to find a mum that you want to like have a chat to yeah um so you like kind of steer your child towards like that kid or that kid (laughs) (laughs) nah um but kind of we've been in this weird situation for the last couple of years where kindies and daycares we've not been allowed inside yeah I've not met any of the mums or when I first became a mum I was like oh, 25 26 I felt I was the youngest in my coffee group by a lot the only thing we had in common was that we had a baby on the mm. same month I'm pretty sure they thought that I was just like this young like nutter who turned up and was always like quite erratic and had this nightmare baby <laughs> I heard like some one of them overheard people think it was my parenting it wasn't really Freddie it was the parenting oh so mean yeah one of them's actually had another baby that had some of the issues he did, messaged me, asking for advice. I'm like, well, well, <laughs> probably your parenting. Did you s- no, I'm way too passive. I should have. <laughs> no. I said, oh, hopefully she'll grow out of it. Best of luck. Find your people. Mm. 
hard to find your people. What would you say to anybody who is struggling, maybe going through a friendship breakup we mentioned? I don't, yeah, I don't think mine have been super drastic. It's more just I've moved cities a lot and different stages of life or whatever and it's just you can't help it you know you may you may not relate to each other the same or be at the same life stage but what would you say to someone who is struggling with a friendship breakup which for a lot of people can feel worse than an actual breakup ignore them so hard they start to doubt their own existence <laughs> drink no Anna this is Go terrible out. advice oh, sorry. <laughs> we're not asking for things I've done <laughs> well it could be <gasps> What would you do say? Do as to I them? say, not as I yeah. Um, that would be the name of my biography. Do as I say, not as I do. Right. Yep. Good. Um, okay. Advice. Sorry. Good advice. Yeah. I I think you've just got to do all the boring stuff, don't you? Whenever life gets hard, it's always go back to the boring basics. <laughs> Exercise, sleep, eat well. Huh. It's, it's boring, yeah. but it works. And do things you focus enjoy. On, yeah. F- focus on the like the good ones you do have left. Or if there's someone you can talk to about it, talk to them mm. about it. Do something that you do enjoy. I don't know. Have you? Would you talk to the person about? Yeah, of course you'd want to try talk about it. Sometimes I feel like you can't. It's sort of it can move past that point where you don't think you see eye to eye, or you just know in your gut that you don't enjoy seeing that person as much anymore. And it's nothing really against them. It's just that things change. We grow, and just like you have. You wouldn't always expect to be with the boyfriend you had when you were 16, right? So why do we place that pressure on our friendships? Like, yeah, even I though we haven't mean. been romantically involved with somebody, yeah, life changes and you can't always expect to be compatible with people anymore. And it's beautiful if you are. You know, I admire that. Totally. There's no couples um, therapy for friendships. <laughs> well, maybe that's something you maybe, could do, yeah. I don't know. Group therapy, I won't be there because I give terrible friendship advice. (laughs) And also these days, it is a lot, I wouldn't say easier to meet people, but there are so many, if you've got interests, you can join groups and online and find people that way. Finding people that like the same things as you too makes a big difference because like if you do have a friend from when you are so young, as you grow up and find new hobbies, you're not always going to like the same thing. So finding common interests definitely, definitely helps. Well, I hope that's helped. Sorry about my terrible advice. Oh, that's okay. And uh, (laughs) thank you so much. We'll catch you soon. Bye. That's all we've got time for. Thanks so much for listening to the Self Love Club. Please support us. Make sure you hit follow on your podcast app to subscribe if you haven't already. Turn on automatic downloads as well. And if you're enjoying listening, please leave us a five-star rating and extra points for writing us a kind review. This is so important. It helps new people find our podcast. You can find us and follow at Self Love Club Podcast on Instagram. I'm at Belle Crawford, Belle underscore Crawford on TikTok. We'll have all the links in our show notes. Plus, check out our home of pop culture, our podcast, Gloss. We'll leave the link as well in our show notes so you can listen to our deep dives on Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen and so much more. We'll catch you soon. Bye. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good wild berry acai grape pineapple mango 
lemon and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. 